welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. I am here, Jenny Scott, here with my co-host, Dan the Man Duran. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great. I'm, 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 I'm playing back in time here, reminiscent a bit. This is an old friend of mine that was instrumental in uh, motivating me and mentoring me early in my career. And so I'm just kind of looking going, man, where's the time go? That's how I'm doing, Jenny. Nice. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn more about our guests as well, because um, this, this is one of my favorite words, coaching, right? Um, coaching, teaching, um, being an educator of fitness, wellness, health, everything that goes along with it. Um, so today, that's kind of what we're talking about. And Dan, since you actually know our guest, I'd love it if you gave her a little intro for her. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure I'm going to miss some stuff here because Haley, for starters, has 22 years experience in the fitness industry, which means she's worn a lot of hats. Uh, but just to name a few, uh, she's been or is a master trainer for TRX, Precore, Powerplate, uh, Gray Institute. I know she had a lot of involvement with Gray Institute, uh, was a faculty instructor, created a lot of videos for a company called PTA Global. Um, she is currently a coach at Midtown Athletic Club. So you know, walk in the talk, which I'm going to say is, is harder as you get older and put in more years <laughs> in the industry. So she's one of them that's actually, you know, walking the talk. Uh, and she most importantly is co-founder of Pivotal. We'll have the opportunity to, to interview the other co-founder, Scott Hobson, on another podcast, but she's co-founder of Pivotal. And, and if she had to do something else, she would be a patient. Yes. And she highlighted donuts. So I know <laughs> I'm talking to the right person here. Well, I mean, at least pastries, you can go work it off with fitness. Eh, they go together, right? That's that's why I exercise. So right? I can eat. Like yeah. peanut butter jenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so excited to have Haley Hollander with us. Thank you so much for joining us, Haley. Thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely want to live in a world where dumbbells and donuts can coexist. <laughs> that, I, I truly believe in that. That can happen one day. Have you right? seen the, the exercise plates that like have donuts or pizza on them? Love that. that. There you go, right there. You just can't eat them. <laughs> you you got to go to Voodoo Donut in Denver, Colorado, if you haven't. Yep. I've, Voodoo Donut. I follow them on Instagram, and yeah. I, th I think I've seen some pretty ridiculous recipes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a good one. I swear they have other locations too, because I've seen them somewhere else. But yeah, fabulous place. But I'm interested, Haley, I really want to know more about Pivotal as we talk today, because it seems like a great organization, but I want to know more about what you guys do. But tell us first, how did you get to where you are? Where did you start? And, and what is Pivotal? <laughs> okay. I know so that's a big see. question. <laughs> where, where, how did I get to where I am? Um, and how, where did I start? So 22 years ago, I, you know, was going to school for my degree in physical education. And one of the first classes I took in my first semester at college was a flexibility course. And the course actually utilized the ACE personal trainer manual. 
And even though we only had to read one chapter, I think it was chapter 11, I read the whole book. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this, let's see, this was in 1999. Great year, by the way. I read the whole book, learned that I could get certified as a personal trainer. And I wanted to do that as a way to put myself through college because eventually I wanted to become a teacher and educator. And so that's really where I got my start. You know, fast forward a little bit, graduated college and many opportunities were presented to me. And I decided that I could make more of a difference in people's lives by coaching and personal training one-on-one. Because I had been doing that through school and I wanted to go to it full time. But as I was doing that, I was looking for opportunities that I could actually expand my knowledge and skill set in education. I wanted to get back into teaching because that's what was my original passion and why I got into the field to begin with. And so, you know, five years into coaching, I found myself at a fitness conference and I was walking around the expo expo hall and I, I was in the back of the expo and there was this booth that had this squat rack and there are these black and yellow things hanging down from the squat rack and I kind of stood back I wasn't sure what was what was happening I wanted to just watch and observe you know I didn't want to get too involved yet and as I watched and observed I saw people come up and try different movements on these black and yellow straps so I, I myself went up and, and asked, what is this? And what does it do? And I tried it. And right then and there, I was like, I'm sold. I'll buy one. I bought one. It was a TRX. Yep. Uh, this was in 2007, I believe, 2007. So it was just a year after the company had hit the market. I, I not only bought one, but I bought 20. Nice. Brought them home and I said, all right, clients, we're going to do these outdoor boot camp classes. And we're going to use the TRX suspension trainer, <laughs> new to them, new to me. And I posted a video on YouTube. TRX saw it. They invited me to come and audition to become a master instructor. And I was one of the first 11 master trainers teaching their curriculum. And as you've heard their story, you know, they've grown and expanded. And really, I got my start in finding my passion again in teaching in the fitness industry. But what I learned in my you know, first year of teaching for TRX was that I was in a room full of individuals who had been in the industry for 30 plus years. You know, They had decades of experience on me. And I thought, how can I provide for them something you know, valuable that helps propel them to a new place in their career? And so I thought, you know, I need to learn more. I need to do more. I need to go out and educate myself more. And so I reached out to our director of training and education at TRX, and he suggested I contact these guys at PTA Global. (laughs) Um, So I gave them a call. And, you know, after an hour-long call with Richard Boyd, who was uh, one of the founders and owners of the company at the time you know I had I gave them my credit card spent like six thousand dollars went to all of their mentorships and through that they then invited me to come and attend their faculty training and 
they hired me as their director of training and education. So hopefully that was a succinct way of telling you that I started 22 years ago. My path is kind of crisscrossed through coaching and teaching simultaneously, but it's because I was willing to put myself in a place of curiosity and align mm-hmm. myself with people who believe what I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like you definitely used your connections, the people that you met. <laughs> and you, for you, it sounds like you were in a lot of the right places at the right time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you could say that, or it could just be that I was, I was preparing myself for those opportunities. I was curious in those moments. I was open to being challenged. And I think if, if anybody is in any situation or in any right moment at the right time and they're prepared, mm-hmm. then things will happen. 100%. Awesome. Awesome. So, Haley, what, a little, just a little backstory for the listeners. I met Haley, I don't remember the year. I'm going to guess it was around 2012-ish, maybe 13, when she was the director of education at PTA Global. And uh, I had just come out of a, a career in the government and was, was entering into fitness and my passion was teaching, but I wasn't doing that in my new role. Uh, I was training people. And uh, that was where I was, I can distinctly remember uh, cruising around Las Vegas, riding shotgun with Haley and picking her brain about how did you become a, you know, an educator in this field? Um, because that, that really interested me to, to get back into teaching. And what I learned over many years of getting to work with her, as well as her partner, Scott, is there's a big difference between teaching and coaching. And if uh, nobody can explain it better than, than what you're about to hear. And if, if Haley, if you could take an opportunity and kind of break down for us, what is the difference between coaching versus teaching? And, and at the, using the word I use, fitness educator, what, What's the intersection? What's the difference between those? Yeah, but, wow, Dan. Okay, well, first, thanks for the reminder. We did. We even went to the bodies exhibit in we Las went, Vegas. Yes, that was so cool. I've been like three times since then. <laughs> yeah, that was that was such a such a great experience, and I'm glad I got to do it with a geek like you as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> awesome. Um, the, I would think. I think that it's important that we define a coach and we define a teacher first, because then we can understand where they intersect and where they don't at all. But also it it might help someone who is, you know, aspiring to be a fitness educator to understand what skill sets they have and what they might need to develop to become one. So, you know, at Pivotal, we define coaching as from the root of the word stagecoach from the 14th century. And that is, you know, a vehicle of transportation that takes you from one place to the next. And so coaching today and specifically in the fitness industry is taking someone from where they are to where they want to be. You become that coach for them that creates the environment of transformation that they they seek. You're the guide on the side, if you will, as they go through their own personal journey. That's really how we define a coach. Now, in coaching, not only do you have to understand the human body really, really well, but you got to understand human beings, what drives them, what motivates them, what really lights their fire to create change in themselves. Because ultimately what a coach has to do is 
get people to change behaviors that are limiting their current success now and help them to adapt new behaviors that will give them success for the future. Um, so in Pivotal, we have what's called an M4 methodology. Our education and curriculum is built around the stress and expression of these four M's, which is mindset, movement, metabolic, and mechanical. So the coach needs to have a, a you know, a, an in-depth understanding of how stress and expression affects those four M's. How would we assess for it? How, you know, and then how do we program for it once we gather all the information in the assessment? Putting together that great programming, you know, this is the mindset of the coach, but ultimately how it comes to life is delivery. It's coaching itself. It's the actual verb of coaching. It's how can you connect all the physiological stuff in your head <laughs> that's taking place and you've programmed on a piece of paper and attach them to an emotional human being in front of you. Um, because again, coaches need to create environments of transformation and transformation for every human being is different. Yeah. So that's coaching. <laughs> um, for teaching, you know, I, I've, you know, I heard once before that teaching is the one profession that creates all professions. Teaching is the one profession that creates all professions. That's so true. I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> right. Like I, you know, I couldn't become a doctor without someone teaching me how to do it. I couldn't become a lawyer without someone teaching me how to <laughs> understand law. And it's the same for all professions that are out there, including teaching. You can't become a teacher without being taught how to teach. Um, but what teaching is, is it, Teaching is the ability to inspire hope, ignite imagination. It's, it's the ability to empower students to actually apply information to make a difference in whatever it is that they're trying to do. And when students can apply information, teaching becomes a ripple. It's a drop in the pond and those ripples just spread because if one person is applying it to all of those individuals that they then work with saying that it's a coach working with clients, that teacher not only influenced the coach, but then that coach is now influencing all of their clients. So for me, you know, teaching is like, it's such a, has such a special place in my heart because I feel like I'm making a bigger difference than if I were just to be coaching. Um, I, you know, the difference though, when you look at coaching versus teaching in terms of skill sets is that teaching requires a deep level of understanding of the content. Like you have to know it deeper than, you know, what's on a page. You have to understand why something exists the way it does, why the process goes the way it goes. Um, and then you have to be able to take the deeper level of understanding or something that's maybe complex and make it simple. Because there's gonna be all different levels of learners. There's gonna, each learner is gonna have a different history with the information. And you have to be able to convey that information in such a way that they can grasp onto it 
with their current level of understanding and then expand upon it. Um, the other thing that teachers need to do is they need to be able to deliver instruction in a way that builds. For example, I wouldn't teach you how to snatch before I've taught you how to deadlift, right? So you have to kind of go through the steps of information and understand what's a good order to deliver information and to take the learner on a journey. And really good teachers have the ability to, to do that. They can break down content and information and deliver it in a way that like connects the dots the whole way through. And then similar to what a coach must do when they're with a client to engage a client, a teacher also has to engage their audience. So teachers have to be really good with their verbal, vocal posture. What is their body language saying? What is my eye contact giving you? What is my tone saying? What is my pace and my rhythm of speaking? What are, what are my movements simulating and do they mirror the actual information that I'm sharing with you? And can I deliver information as a teacher in a multi-sensory way? because we all have different learning pathways that we prefer. And if we can really map to every student's preferred learning pathway, whether it's visual, auditory, kinesthetic, there's a whole bunch of others, but we'll just stick with those three, then we can really help the student to learn those. And so I hope that answers the question of coach versus teacher. Absolutely. What time is it? It is time for another ISSA rapid review. Ronald, coming at us from New York, who took our exercise therapy course says, it was amazingly helpful. It has bridged the gap between the medical and the fitness world. Thank you, Ronald. I, I just had a fl another flashback, Haley, and uh, so, don't remember the year again, 15, 16, somewhere in there. No, it would have been uh, 2013 or 14. Haley was uh, conducting a master trainer workshop for Techno Gym that I attended in Chicago. Is it yeah. Chicago or Chicago? It's Chicago. Okay, Chicago. I always get corrected for Chicago. I wanted to ask somebody who lives there. So I was. we were in Chicago and uh, the, the process was, you know, break it down. Here's how you deliver. And then we would deliver and then we would get feedback. And I'll never forget uh, the feedback I got from uh, the, the group, uh, which Haley was leading was you're intimidating. And you, you know, and, and, you know, like I was too loud, too big and didn't smile enough. And I, I was like, oh man, you know, that it, coming from my old world, that's exactly what you wanted to be, big, intimidating, and don't smile too much. And so those were some hard habits to break. I'm still working on them, but I'll never forget that valuable feedback because you just don't know how others perceive you. And so, you know, being, being led through a program like that with experienced educators is priceless. If you haven't done it before and you want to do it, make sure you do. Don't just stand up and start teaching because you might intimidate. That's, that's funny you say that, Dan, because, you know, one of the things that we deliver at Pivotal is um, a teaching school. And we always say that feedback needs to be meaningful 
and significant. And just like you've shared, that was so impactful, meaningful to you because it changed the course of how you teach and deliver things, right? <laughs> yeah, I, now I'm like a big, I'm, I'm goofy. Uh, <laughs> silly. I, I learned a lot of that from our mutual friend, Rodney. It's just how to just be silly so that you don't, you know, appear in, in, in other words, you're approachable and real and you engage and people, you know, try to make them laugh. My jokes aren't all that good, but I try to act, try to use self-deprecation and all those things to counteract what I learned from you. And that was that I was intimidating. So you just, mm -hmm. you just, just keep learning, keep adding. Jenny, you had a questions around, uh, I, I know when we talked before this about, um, you know, what the traits were for Haley. Yeah. So, well, I'm thinking of this when you're describing coaching versus teaching, I immediately think I'm a volleyball coach, um, high school and club. And I immediately think of coaching. Like some people we were called coaches, right. And some people that's all they do. They just coach, right. Kids leave them. And, oh, I didn't really learn anything from them. I just, you know, it was just more of the same. They just reinforced what I already knew. Right. And I strive to be what you would describe as a teacher where I can explain to them. And you do have to know the intricacies of it. And I tell every team that I coach, I ask them, if you do not understand something, you ask me, ask me why I'm asking you to do that. Ask me why you're doing this this way. Right. And if I can't explain it to you, you probably shouldn't be doing it. And I say that to my private clients too, my training clients, because it's my job to understand the why, but it's my job to deliver to you in a way that makes sense, the do it right. And here's what we're going to get out of it, but at a high level, right? Most people don't want the minutia, but I know the minutia and I can explain it to you if you really want, do you want me to bore you with the details? Right. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. Right. Let's talk about the science of ATP. Right. Um, but what's like, so when we're talking about being a fitness educator, what does that mean? Oh, okay, so that's that's a big question. But you, the example you've just given, Jenny, is that they coexist. They yeah. coexist together, right? No matter what position or situation you are in as a coach, whether you're coaching a volleyball team or you're, you know, with the client one-on-one -on -one, or you're teaching a group exercise class, we are teaching and coaching at the same time. Um, and so the layers and skill sets within each of those do coexist. But when it comes to, as we say, a fitness educator, someone who is there to help upgrade, let's say a personal trainer or any movement professional in the field by delivering education that provides them with a growth in their career or continuing education credits, that's how I, would, I look at it as a fitness educator, if you will. You know, fitness educators are someone who wants to uplift the value and credibility of the profession. There's someone who seeks to learn. They seek to grow as a person. They look for opportunities, whether that opportunity is to help them to be better or that opportunity is to help others be better. And I also feel like a fitness educator observes and reacts to the industry, uh, the industry's obstacles. You know, we've just had 18 months now of some a serious obstacle with the pandemic and the whole industry had to pivot and adapt. So educators had to do the same. I mean, I, I myself had to look at a lot of the programming and curriculums that I've written and said, all right, how can we make this group 
program socially distant, right? And then how, and how does that flow with timing and transitions? But definitely a fitness educator has the ability to observe and react and they want to uplift the profession. Gotcha. That makes sense then. So you're going from coaching and teaching directly to the people that coach and teach. You're now teaching them. I like that. Yeah. Some people call it train the trainers. <laughs> there you go. Well, so how would somebody go about becoming a fitness educator? Like what would be their initial step if it was something that they were interested in? Okay, great question. Um, number one, find what you are truly authentically passionate about. For example, if you don't like spinning, don't try to become a spin <laughs> spin master trainer, you know, whatever it is that you love, if it's Olympic lifting, like dive right in, get to know everything about it. And then take, take a look at that information and ask yourself, if I had to teach a semester at college, what would I need to deliver in that? You know, just having a different mindset around it will help you to understand what you need to develop as yourself to become a fitness educator, but also being aligned authentically. Um, the second thing I would say is, as Dan's already mentioned, is seek feedback regularly. Mm-hmm. Like feedback is a gift, man, because you don't, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how you're perceived by others. You don't know how you're seen by others. You don't know what your quirks are, your go-to words. You don't know what postures you're doing, but getting the feedback from others and whether or not a student has grasped the information you're trying to portray is so powerful. Absolutely. And being open to that feedback. Yes. (laughs) Um, I would also add um, another characteristic that the fitness educator should have is uh, honesty. Never be afraid to say you don't know. Sure. I, there are times when I've been in a room with a, with a teacher and, you know, they've made up some answer that didn't really make sense or that I knew to be false. And it just discredited everything that they had taught me in, you know, the previous time that I'd spent with them. So always be honest. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know, but I'll find out for you. And um, be, you know, look to enhance your communication skill sets. You know, how would you engage with people, start conversations, how do you start to read people's emotions, reading your audience? And um, how are you with confrontation? Because teachers always get confronted with students who don't believe in what they're teaching. And so how can you develop the skill set of confrontation and handling it in a professional, nice way? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of that I, I, as a product developer, I deal a lot with that. Students that come in and say, you know, this is incorrect or I don't like this information. Why are we still using this information? And I just ask a lot of questions when it comes to taking criticism and, and listening to that. Um, ask questions, understand where they're coming from. Where'd you get your information from? Cool, let's talk about it, right? Here's where mine came from. Let's talk, let's talk through it. Yeah. Um, and you never know, you might learn something too. That's right. <laughs> your students will teach you so much, Jenny. That's, that's true. Right. That's yeah. super cool. So go ahead, Dan. Well, no, Jenny, please. 
Ladies first. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, if somebody has been training, maybe not for as long as you have, but if they've been training for a couple of years and they love working with clients, but they actually realize that they want to train people that are like-minded, that are, you know, delivering this, and they feel feel that they want to be a master instructor with TRX or a power play. I absolutely love power play. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, so uh, if they decided that they wanted to do something like this, what kind of experience would they likely need to have to make themselves marketable as something like that? For you, you just showed that you can use the product. You posted something, you know, you just got yourself out there, threw yourself out there and they reached out to you. What would a trainer normally need to do? Yeah, that's a good question. And the industry has evolved to um, have more of a process around becoming master and tra master trainers because really education didn't exist outside of the initial certification. Mm -hmm. But as our industry has evolved and we need to learn and, and know more things, especially around the products we use and the information we're giving our clients, um, more education has come out. So the need for more teachers is there. But what the, they need, they definitely need to be certified or have a degree in the field. I, I, I know that all people who are hiring for these positions will look for that first. Sure. You know, what's your educational background? The next part to this is, all right, what's your experience in teaching? So if you are a personal trainer and you wanna become an educator, a great way to do this is to start to hold seminars, workshops, little things for your community and your clients so that you can get your feet wet in teaching and then develop the skill sets that are required to teach small little things so that you can get bigger. Um, the next step would be the conferences. All of the fitness conferences out there have websites and you can go and apply to be a presenter. When you apply to be a presenter, you're gonna see, oh my goodness, this is like a curriculum I have to write. You literally sure. have to list objectives, a description. Sometimes you have to submit a video of you teaching as an audition. Um, you will have to submit like a PowerPoint presentation that shows the content. So apply to present, you'll see what it's gonna take um, and align with what you're passionate about. And then once you've gotten your feet wet with those small little things, whether it's seminars in your, within your community or an actual conference itself, you can start to reach out to those educational bodies, whether it's a product education like TRX or PowerPlate and see if they're hiring for the master coach position or look to educational bodies like ISSA, you know, NASM and see if, hey, are you hiring? And as educators, I'd like to become involved in that and audition. Nice. So, I mean, it's, it's a process and that's, it's like that for a reason though, right? It weeds out the people that probably shouldn't be there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So tell me about Pivotal. So I've done a little bit of my research, but I want to know more about Pivotal. Tell me quickly about Pivotal and what it is that you guys are teaching. Are you teaching coaching? Are you teaching teaching? Are you teaching fitness education? Or is it a little bit of everything? <laughs> um, great question, Jenny. Well, Pivotal, we are a global development company empowering people to reach their full potential. How we do that is through coaching. We coach clients, teams, and athletes all over the world, educating We've delivered education in over 100 countries for 250,000 students, clients, and athletes today. And we have uh, consulting, right? So we speak with 
you know, some of the big businesses and leaders in our industry and help them to, to, to deliver and develop better processes and systems so that they can then go and influence the industry as well. We um, have online education. We have what's called the Pivotal Mentorship, which in, I think it's 16, 16 continuing education credit hours. It includes like 15 hours of online content that gives the movement professional the ability to connect the dots between movement, programming, and coaching. Um, we also have what's called the Pivotal Group Coaching Certification online. And we are um, gonna be launching in 2022, the Pivotal Youth Movement. So we have online education that allows the movement professional to get continuing education credits, but we also go around the world and deliver live stuff. And we consult for some of the biggest businesses, whether it's you know a professional soccer team in Brazil, or a, a club of health club or a chain of health clubs in the United States and developing and educating their coaches behind the scenes. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank so you. So you are a fitness educator for real. <laughs> oh, for real. <laughs> the, the real deal. That's right. Yeah. That, that was everything uh, I could have hoped for, Haley. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, really, really cool to hear all of that. And so well explained, so eloquently explained. Um, the, you've, you've talked about what Pivotal does and you know how who might benefit from education or partnering with you. Can you maybe share with our listeners how to best get in touch with you? Yes. Um, if you want to see you know Pivotal as a company and what we have all over the world, just go to our website, pivotal-coaching.com. And we are on social media on Instagram at pivotal underscore coaching. Our email, you can reach both myself and Scott Hobson on, at info at pivotal-coaching.com. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I'm super interested in this. It, again, another aspect of fitness that people probably didn't know was an option for them. Um, if they're like you and teaching or Dan and teaching is your passion, there is a way that you can, you know, combine the two. You can work in fitness and you can still help teach people. Um, so I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for your time, Haley. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Absolutely. Dan, any last words for our listeners today? I'm going to, I'm going to just stay silent and, and give the floor to Haley. Do you have any last words, Haley? <laughs> oh, follow what you love you'll never work a day in your life <laughs> just do just that just that let's end with that absolutely and i as i always like to say you guys make good choices thank you guys so much for joining us we'll be talking to you soon there's a lot of exciting stuff happening here at issa as Dan and I share fun conversations about spreading health and wellness, we have an amazing sales team behind the scenes working day in and day out to connect with you as you pursue your career in health and fitness. We're growing this dynamic sales team and I invite you to consider a career here at ISSA. These are full-time opportunities offering lucrative pay and incentives and great benefits including health insurance, 401k, paid time off, exclusive discounts on fitness products, and free certifications. 
Are you in? Then email nowhiring at issaonline.com today, and a member of our recruiting team will contact you with details. Transform your career and transform lives at ISSA.